Hi, I'm Tamina, gender equality activist and sales professional at a global technology company. When I graduated from college in 2017, I was struggling to figure out how adulting works. School did not properly prepare me for some of the most basic things that my young professional life would eventually throw at me. If this sounds familiar, please join me on this journey to empower young women who are, just like myself, still in search of a fulfilling, purpose-driven life. Welcome to FemHive. Hi everyone, before we dive into this week's episode, I have some amazing news to share. We have launched the official FemHive blog on FemHive.com because I wanted to provide you with even more incredible free resources in addition to this podcast to help you navigate the first couple of years of your young female professional life. So feel free to check it out. We also completely revamped our website. It has a new look. It's so beautiful. I'm actually really proud of how it turned out. So make sure to check that out as well. And um, yeah, if you are a fan of FemHive and if you have been benefiting from all these free resources, it would be really great for you to support our cause so we can keep providing you with these free resources in the future as well. As you all know, I have a 9-to-5 job and I'm doing this on the side. So the more support, the better and the more amazing resources I'm able to provide you for free moving forward. So in addition to purchasing my products, booking me for events, you can also now actually donate a slice of pizza. <laughs> all you have to do is go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash femhive. I don't drink coffee, that's why I'm telling you to buy me a slice of pizza instead. Love pizza. Again, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash femhive in order to donate to the Femhive Fund. And now let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. I have some more exciting news to share. If you've been listening for a while, you know that there are a few things I love more than seeing women succeed. On this podcast, we talk about a variety of topics across the career, personal finance, and well-being space with the hope that you, my listeners, feel less overwhelmed during the first couple of years post-college so you can go after your hopes and dreams with poise. And, you know, lately I've been thinking a lot about the challenges I was facing navigating the first few years of being in the workforce, especially as a very ambitious woman who wanted to progress quickly. And since college didn't really prepare me for how to strategically approach the job search and how to make a name for myself at my first employer, I had to figure everything out by myself along the way. I made countless mistakes that could have been easily avoided had someone just taught me how to do all of that. I wish I had had a friend who had taken me by her hand to guide me through that process. And now that I've learned a lot over the past four years about how to strategically approach your career, I want to be that friend for you. Which is why I'm so, so excited to announce the birth of the Early Career Accelerator Program. A program where I will teach you how to take strategic control of your career so you can progress faster. The actual program will not launch until the end of 2021. However, I want to give some of you, a limited number of listeners, the opportunity to join the ECA beta program this summer. And the best part of it you will get a 500 euro discount. 
by the time you graduate from ECA, you will walk away feeling a whole lot more confident about advocating for yourself at work and going after promotions and other opportunities with poise. You will know how to strategically build your personal brand at your workplace to become a lead magnet so hiring managers from different teams will proactively approach you instead of the other way around. You will have a much better understanding of how recruiters and hiring managers think and what's important to them. You will also be prepared to assemble a strong team of mentors and sponsors who will advocate on your behalf when you're not in the room. Additionally, you will be equipped to build a stellar resume that will let you plenty of interviews and you will also walk away with so much more confidence to negotiate your job offer or a raise. As of now, ECA covers 13 modules with three to seven individual lessons respectively, and it's packed with so, so, so much value. I will teach you the exact strategies of how I was able to get promoted twice in under two years, increase my salary by 60% in under two years, and I actually have another race coming up very soon, win multiple awards across my entire region, receive exceeded expectations performance reviews, built such a strong personal brand that I got approached by several hiring managers to join their teams and skip a level at my company. I am telling you, all of this is possible for you as well. It's not rocket science. It is about taking strategic control of your career so you can progress faster. No matter if you're a job seeker or have a job you like, the strategies I will teach you in ECA will be applicable to you. Your ROI will be insane. The ECA beta program will kick off in mid-July and I have a very limited number of spots available. So hurry up and sign up via the link in the show notes. And if you're hesitant and have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm really, really, really looking forward to working with you. Um, And yeah, don't forget the beta program comes with a 500 euro discount. ECA will never be this cheap ever again. The knowledge you will walk away with, like (laughs) this beta program, the price it's actually a steal so don't wait for too long because the spots will sell out quickly welcome back to the femhive podcast if you've been following the show since the beginning you might be familiar with one of the very first episodes i did with michaela alexis on how to build a personal brand Today's episode is a nice build-on, and I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Nicole Cierska to talk about how we can increase our visibility at work to land those amazing internal opportunities. Nicole is passionate about helping overlooked women in STEM become influential so they can confidently unlock new opportunities for themselves, get their employer saying, we need you on this job, and have a bigger impact. As a scientist and positive psychology coach, Nicole helps her clients strategically turn their career frustrations into a renewed love for their work. Welcome, Nicole. It's so good to have you. Hi, Tamina. It's really great to be here. Wonderful. Well, uh, Nicole, let's start out with an easy question um, so we can ease into this conversation. Why is it so important for people, and especially young women, to increase their visibility at work in the first place? Yeah. So the biggest pain point that they most often feel first or when they really start to notice, hey, I really should start doing something about this is when they turn around and say, I feel overlooked. I feel like I don't get the recognition that I deserve and my my work isn't valued the way I think it should be. And that is really the first sign where people wake up. But by that time... Uh, probably a lot of other things have already happened 
or not happened, which they didn't even realize because um, it is really, this visibility is on one hand side needed for our careers to be able to, you know, just really unlock those opportunities and get onto the fun projects that we want. And um, that is that is so needed because if, if nobody knows who you are, then obviously they also can't recommend you for any kind of project or they don't feel comfortable with um with yeah with with just saying yes to whatever you propose so that is one thing you're missing out on opportunities and it also could happen that because when you can't represent yourself and keep all of the project success that you achieve to yourself then it also sometimes happens that um, management thinks like, okay, is she even doing something? And is this project getting the attention it deserves? And I recently been in a training where a participant actually actually said that um, projects have been taken away from her because management didn't see her represent herself and the projects enough. So bad things can happen if we are like just not visible at all. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that overview, Nicole. I, I totally echo everything that you just said. Recognition is so, so important, especially when, when it comes to you being happy in, in your role, in your industry, at the company that you work up. You really want to feel valued and in order to also constantly grow and get promoted, you need to unlock these different opportunities, which might start out with one or two cool projects in addition to your core role. And then you gradually, you know, gain new skills, you expand your network, and that will then get you to, to new places. So I totally agree with you. It's really important for, for, for people, especially the people who uh, can have an impact on your career trajectory to actually know who you are. And um, in my personal experience, being involved in projects outside of your core role can really help increase your visibility. Um, I, for example, was the co-lead for my company's Women at Employee Resource Group, and that allowed me to truly expand my internal network and get noticed by hiring managers who then, once the time had come around when I was ready for uh, what we refer to uh, as our next play, as in our next role within the organization, hiring managers proactively approached me as opposed to the other way around because I had already established a strong personal brand within my company and I had done so much more in addition to my core which helped me get noticed so that's definitely something I would always recommend to anyone but Nicole um, do you have any other additional advice and what other ways people can gain more visibility Mm -hmm. yeah sure but first let me say like what you just shared is such a good strategy first of all you can get involved in a project that means something to you and that that you think is important to be worked on in the company. And at the same same time, like you said, you get exposure to um, so many different people in the company. And it's not it's not even only ever about, you know, being being recognized by those other senior leaders, but even just making connections in different functions of your if of your business. Um, it it just helps so much really understanding how everything fits together and then also knowing who you can reach out to to different topics so that's that's a really good strategy and I really recommend it to everyone and um, on top of that I always like um, finding opportunities to help out 
So I can imagine that unless in you unless you are in a super narrow operational role, that you do have contacts to other departments quite regularly. And just really be attentive and listen. What are other things people are struggling with in their work? What are projects they are working on and so on? And is there anything that you have heard or that you have experience in that you can contribute? It doesn't mean you have to jump on and become a resource for every project out there, but sometimes it's just um, making a connection for someone else or it is sending over a link to an article that you read or any, and, or just sharing any advice or experience that you previously had. So helping out is a good one and asking for help in the same way. So sometimes people are concerned about asking for help. It's like, mm, won't people think I can't get it done on my own? Or won't they think like less of me if I need help with something? But if you do it right, then nobody will think, will think like that. First of all, everybody likes helping others out. We like to feel important and that we can, you know, contribute. And of course, you're not going to someone with, with, a, with a blank page and say, it's like, I have a problem. Can you help me? And expect them to do all the work. So if you come in and ask for help in a prepared way, meaning you have really understood your problem and you can lay it out in a good way, you also have maybe started to brainstorm a few solution approaches and you just ask like super specific questions that really shows how you come prepared, but also how you value other people's opinion and um, that you really can collaborate well. Plus, it shows off all of the technical knowledge that you have around this because of the, um, yeah, because of the, the preparation that you did before. So, the, so helping others and asking for help uh, are two like really almost organic ways to gain more visibility because because it is tied to the work that we do day in and day out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, you're, you're mentioning unless someone works in an extremely like niche role, everyone has probably cross-functional partners and internal stakeholders that help you get your job done on a daily basis, right? So uh, finding a way to help those people out or, you know, set up a project that can um, can be scaled to the wider organization, that's always a great way to, to get some additional exposure, learn more about different teams, um, but, but then obviously also help everyone who is involved out. So that's, that's a great, great um, suggestion there. And uh, I totally second what you're also mentioning in regards to um, not being afraid to ask for help, because it really is a signal that you are not only invested, but that you're also a critical thinker who knows how to ask the important questions in order to drive the business forward. And that you're someone who's interested in collaboration and getting, um, getting uh, your internal stakeholders uh, opinion. So that's definitely a really, really great way. And um, maybe going back to something that you were mentioning initially with the example of, um, I don't know if it was one of your clients, but the, the story you shared about someone being removed from, from their project mm -hmm. because the leadership didn't think that, you know, she was doing a great job or was just not like um, promoting herself 
enough with within that uh, realm. Um, I mean, in a utopian world, uh, our results would always speak for themselves, right? But um, unfortunately, in reality, that is not always the case because if you don't talk about your accomplishments, chances are pretty high that not a whole lot of people are going to notice, including those people who can help accelerate your career. Mm-hmm. Um And I've come to notice that, unfortunately, women tend to be less vocal when it comes to speaking about their results and are more likely to also associate their success with externalities, such as I think we're all culprits of that one way or another, such as, you know, oh, I had so much help. Oh, I just got luck. I just got lucky. It was just good timing, etc. And um that 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 really angered me because obviously women are just awesome and can get a lot of shit done um so when when i did a little bit more research on that on that topic i came across this incredible workshop um that was uh, created by google a few years ago around the topic of self promotion and it's called i'm remarkable um and to all the listeners out there like highly recommended it's it's free you can even become a facilitator i did the facilitator training so it's it's something really really great if you're struggling with self-promotion and um my favorite quote from that workshop was it's not bragging if it's based on facts and that's just so true um nicole my question to you, how can women become more comfortable with self-promotion to increase their visibility and thereby also their chances of getting promoted or landing that awesome new project or job? Yeah, it's actually, it's something uh, I also often wonder because if you if you look at small children, they couldn't be proud as in, you know, coming with the, you know, with the drawings, like you don't recognize anything what's supposed to be on there <laughs> but there's like look what i did mm-hmm. and they're like super proud and they they would they would never ever second guess themselves you know and they just it they just really revel and enjoy those moments of where they accomplished something and they want to tell the world about it and somewhere over the next years during school or whatever happens and um we're socialized in such a way that we that we don't do it anymore and maybe we have been told once or twice that um nobody likes a show off or um that we you know we just shouldn't just you know brag around basically people actually use that word and that phrase and then we like we kind of retreat and backtrack and uh, almost then fall off the other side of the horse because we're never talking about anything anymore and I think it's such a shame. And so um, how do we get back to that moment of like really enjoying being proud of what we accomplished and what we can do and what we're capable of? So I always like to baby step my way to something that is that I where I know how to do it. I just feel uncomfortable doing it. And then, you know, we can start out with having smaller doses in the beginning and um, basically, yeah, just starting sharing maybe with people where we are feeling com- comfortable with, you know, where we know they will celebrate us for that. So it might be your immediate family or it might be your friends or a really close colleague. And then um, once you 
started doing that with them where you feel really safe and it's okay maybe step out of that circle a tiny little bit and maybe be braggy and i'm using this word now intentionally (laughs) (laughs) um be braggy with your boss or be braggy in a team meeting and just you know notice how people react to that and um in that way um yeah just really experiment a little bit and baby step your way there plus if we haven't done something in a very long time um and then we start doing it and this can be anything our brain will tell us that something is wrong because our brain is programmed to or designed to run on autopilot and you know as as often as possible and autopilot means doing things that are familiar And if we never shared our accomplishments, then we're doing something unfamiliar and potentially scary. And so there's like an alarm bell going off in our brain. But that's just because our brain doesn't know this isn't, you know, this isn't scary, scary. This is just, it's just new and different. And so that is another thing when you baby step your way there and you do it very, very often, you could even make it like a little challenge for yourself. Okay, let's make sure that every week, I share on three occasions an accomplishment or something that I'm proud of or something that I love doing with someone. And the more often I do this, the more my brain realizes, okay, this is what we're doing now. Okay, this is the new normal. And then uh, it stops feeling uncomfortable and weird at some point. Um, And plus maybe one other thing that, um, that I'd like to mention here is that when we start out doing that, we will prob- we probably feel a lot more comfortable if we put a lot of tentatives in our language, you know? It's like where we're saying, like, oh, this was quite good. Yeah, and I think this was maybe really nice. And so, you know, we're like having these qualifiers in our language. Mm. If this makes us do it more often, then let's start with that. But once you get into the habit, sharing your accomplishments, maybe also one time record yourself or have a have a colleague really listen to you and watch out for those words so that um, over time you can eliminate them from your language. Because when when you talk like this to others, even though you're sharing something that you're proud of, it always sounds like you're not really sure, like, that you really mean what you're just saying. So, um, but that is like level two, so to speak. The first thing is to take those first baby steps. Mm, I love that. And I definitely briefly want to circle back to echo what you were mentioning in the beginning uh, with the great example of, of kids just being so self-confident. I, I, I think everyone is, is, is right now picturing, uh, you know, a small child in their head and they're, they're, just yeah as you were saying never second guessing themselves whatsoever and it's 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 truly amazing but then once we reach a certain stage and i think this is more prevalent among women we are being socialized into you know not being too braggy and being somewhat humble i mean there's obviously also like cultural differences um so when i moved to the states for example it's there you really have to proactively speak about your accomplishments 
when you look at how um, you have to craft your college applications in the U.S., everything is about, you know, all the awards you've won, all the competitions you've been a part of, like your your ranking in your high school. Are you in the top 10 percent? Are you among the top 10 students in your high school? Whereas in Europe, um, that's not, not necessarily always going to be the case. And in certain certain cultures and countries, um, it might be even off-putting when people are self-promoting themselves too much mm. because it's just you know different different cultural context but it's definitely um still so so important and again in my opinion it is really not bragging if it's based on facts you really have to especially as a woman put yourself out there because um, if you don't do that you know the men are not stopping they're self-promoting themselves so if if you don't start talking about your accomplishments you're gonna lag behind your your self-promoting male peers so it's really really important but um i i do agree that this takes time you know uh, this doesn't come natural uh, to 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 everyone so it does take baby steps but i loved what what you suggested in terms of really conditioning yourself by starting to share three occasions each week when you accomplished something um you can maybe start out you know with a family member or a friend and then slowly work yourself up to your your teammates and then eventually your your manager and and senior leadership because again at the end of the day if you really want to have an impact internally when it comes to you um climbing up the the corporate ladder then you really have to let leadership know because they're the ones who can promote you right Mm -hmm. um so something that i started doing um, a couple of months ago was writing down or like keeping a working doc of all of my accomplishments you know both in regards to my coral but also beyond and then every now and then i would share like an excerpt of that with my manager so he would know about all the things that i'm doing on an ongoing basis because especially when you are a people manager and you have a lot of people reporting into you 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 never know what your 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 um, team members are actually up to on a daily basis um, unless they practically tell you. Um, so I, I found that to be a really, really great way to also train yourself, keeping that working dog, and then every now and then share kind of like a summary with your manager. Um, and then I also love what you said about, you know, not using that uh, tentative or careful language because it also reflects um, – on how you're being perceived, right? If you're like, oh yeah, maybe, and yeah, I don't know, um, maybe we could do this. This this might be a good idea, and yeah, I, I mean, if if you approach a conversation like that, you're not being perceived as an authority, as an expert, as someone who really knows um, what they're what they're doing and who has a lot of expertise. Whereas if if you're really like owning your accomplishments and owning your expertise then you're automatically being perceived as an authority and that probably then also reflects back on yourself and helps you gain more self-confidence so um that's that's definitely uh, i think a win-win for for everyone Um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about relationship building, because obviously, um, we already briefly touched upon how important it is to let other people know, um, how great you are. And I think that most of us are familiar with the term mentor. And, um, we actually have, have a great episode on, on the topic of mentorship. So if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that one yet, um, make sure to check that out. But, um, 
fewer people know what a sponsor is, namely someone, and oftentimes it is a leader, someone whom you're not meeting with on a regular basis necessarily, um, the way you would with a mentor, but someone who is still a fan of yours, is familiar with your work, and someone who is willing to advocate on your behalf when you're not in the room. And especially when it comes to hiring considerations, you would want to make sure that you have at least one person in the room who can act as your sponsor. Um, Nicole, how can you identify potential sponsors and build a genuine relationship with them? Mm. So this is, um, I have two trains of thoughts here. So, uh, and it really depends a little bit on like what what's your time pressure so to speak you know is there a role open or advertised internally that you want to apply for and that you really really want to get on um then obviously you need to have a bit more of a targeted approach but then also um you have to you have to know and be willing to take that as one of the you know, side effects is that then when you start engaging, that this will feel transactional because you go into approaching people, um, connecting and speaking with people because you want something from them in that moment. And that is know you, um, like you and think highly of you. And then in the end, consider you being a good part for, for or being a good candidate for that role. So, uh, and there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I would then even in those moments, um, I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't tiptoe around it. I would just hide behind the elephant and saying, you know, if you identify one or two uh, senior leaders who, 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 you know, might have some sort of say in how this position will be filled, then just approach them and just hide behind the elephant and just say, okay, hey, um, we haven't met before. Um, I have just applied for this role and I know there's going to be an internal um, selection process and all of this, but I just really wanted to make sure that we had a chance to get to know each other and I also understand a bit more what is important to you for your function or your team or whatever and just be really upfront about it and not, you know, try and hide and make up any other excuse of why you should start talking to that person and um and that is totally fine just really make sure that whether you get the role or not to really follow up over the coming months and years and continue to build and nurture that relationship also in the times when you don't need something from them and so that is like a really targeted approach when you know okay now now i need now I need the juice, so to speak, you know, um, that is one way. My other train of thought, and this is what I really prefer a lot more. Um, I have this philosophy when it comes to relationships and building connections at work. And this is dig the well before you're thirsty. So meaning don't wait for the moment until you need something from someone to be nice or to start giving or to start connecting and just relating to others. But use all of the opportunities that you have every day um, and just really, you know, then you can even have a scattergun approach because word travels, people talk to people. And I know I, I have had it in my career 
and I've seen it with others that even the people who are on your level, your peers and other teams, they talk to their managers and they bring up your name and then they say, huh, I heard about that person. And then, you know, maybe you once one time you have done something great and then um you talk to a colleague about it and they tell your boss and they tell and they, and they tell their boss and so on and so on. So plus um, even if you talk to a person who is in position A today and you think this is, you know, they're not of any kind of value as a sponsor for me in that position, also these people will move on and uh, organizations are so fluid. Things happen and shift all of the time and soon enough they might end up in a position where they have a say and, you know, so it's just really, my mother always used to say you always meet twice. And so, and this is so true. And so that is why really using all of the opportunities that you, that you have to really be a giver, be genuinely interested in getting to know the people you are working with. And also, and I already, already always like that for myself to treat everyone equal. So from the, from the intern in your company to the director of your function, um, I really like I noticed that super quickly when I observe other people, how they talk so differently to when they're talking to an intern or someone on their level versus when a super senior person comes into the room. All of a sudden, they're like they're getting so, so important and talking about, you know, changing their language to all of that corporate speak and so on. And, um, you know, it's like when you're in a presentation to a senior leadership team, then there may be a place for that. But if you meet them at the, well, back then when we still could meet at the coffee <laughs> machine, uh, you know, but if, if you meet them on the hallway or you just have a casual chat, then why not talk to them like a normal person? Because that's what they are. And so um, that is really in that way, having a bit more of a, I even think it doesn't matter to have a scattergun approach. Um, and just be yeah intentional and nice to to everyone because everyone can be a sponsor for you and uh, I have I have seen that so often in my career that I have gotten such raving reviews and um, people for, who who were on my level which then uh, just traveled and I built a reputation through that. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that I, I definitely agree it's really important to treat everyone around you with respect and kindness no matter what their position or or their seniority level is and um, I loved what you said um, earlier about you know when you approach someone you might perceive it as being you know very transactional but you just like have to be honest about mm. your intentions right otherwise it come it might not come off as as genuine um and I, w- I was I was uh, smirking a little bit when you said that because um you mentioned that first of all okay this person doesn't you know doesn't know you and then they have to become aware that you actually exist then they have to get to know you a little bit better and then at some point they will consider you for this opportunity maybe. And then eventually, hopefully you're going to seal the deal. Right. And it reminded me of this like marketing funnel that I'm, that I'm (laughs) used to um, talking about with my own clients. Um, So uh, that was just really, really funny to me how that can also be applied to Mm. interpersonal connections. But it, it, it really is true. At the end of the day, you are trying to market yourself in order to, to uh, lend an amazing opportunity. So um, that was funny to me. And what 
what I also loved was your metaphor of um, everyone should attempt to dig the dwell before they're they're actually thirsty it's it's so so true um for me that's something that i did with my current employer i i, I joined the company about yeah in the two and a half years ago a little over two and a half years ago now and um from the from the very beginning i knew that um i wanted to join this one team that i'm actually a part of uh, today i knew i wanted to join that team um you know like a year and a half, almost two years before I was going to join them. So I started building those relationships, both with um, individual contributors and managers. So they would start to have me on their on their radar. And I met up with them on a frequent basis, had different mentors across that that organization. And eventually, yeah, the, the managers approached me and, and um, then other managers who heard that I had gotten and accepted my offer. They're like, oh, I heard that you you were joining our organization. So excited. And and that was just a great, great feeling and and reconfirmed for me that you really have to start planting the seed early on if, if you're really excited and passionate about a particular role or team um so so it does work and um maybe let's talk a little bit more about networking in general because i'm a huge fan of networking and would argue that i'm pretty decent at it but um going back to something that you also um just mentioned nicole um i've heard many women particularly complain that networking doesn't come natural to them and that it can oftentimes feel forced and transactional. Um, how, how can our listeners start connecting with people without feeling too sleazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I can still empathize with them because if you put me back then when we could have parties uh, with plenty of people there or bigger company events, it's like it's an evening for, evening in hell for me if you put me just in the middle of a crowd where there are like a gazillion people I could talk to and um so I really I feel so under pressure in those moments and I can't relax and I'm not having a good time and I also probably come come across like well she's not fun <laughs> at all and that's because I can't relax in those moments so that is why I much rather prefer uh, either small team settings or one-on-one -on -one conversations or it's like those those things that happen organically however obviously sometimes we want to connect with someone that um where that does you know we, we don't come across them just like that and uh, here i always advise to find a genuine good reason mm. so I don't know, it's like maybe someone just joined the team or, or, or just moved jobs. And um, so, for example, I connected, I once connected, I, so with the, with the new HR um, leader in the, in the function that I was working in, and she had been in this function for only just about a few months. And I knew there would there would be a lot of change coming up, and I know, and that is what I really liked about what you just said there. That even like uh, one year to one and a half years before you actually wanted to join a team, you started to build those relationships because that is really the timeline people can brace themselves for. Mm. If like you can have the most amazing careers internally, you can actually you will have opportunities to write your own job description if you do it right. I know I've done it and but 
but it's not happening overnight. You have to be patient and you have to be willing to give and give and give, but eventually you will get back big time. And so I knew there was a lot of change coming. And in nine to 12 months, 12 months, I want to be somewhere where I really like it in a really cool, new, challenging role. And obviously I want to be on the radar of the functions HR director. And so I I used that opportunity that she was new to the function to introduce myself. I just sent her an email saying, hey, um, you're, you're, you're new to the function here. Welcome. Uh, hope you had a few good first months to settle in. Um, I just wanted to introduce myself briefly. I'm Nicole. I work in this area and um, take care of this in this project. And I really enjoy that because of this and this and this, and this is what we have in common probably. And I wanted to get to know you and just see, you know, what is important for you in the coming months and just see how I can, you know, even in my work, support you and be of service. Would you be up for a brief chat? And she came back in no time saying, yeah, sure. Find like 30 minutes on my calendar. And she was like three or four levels above me. So, um, and actually, during our conversation, she then said, "You know what? I'm new to this. I'm new to this function. There are so many people in here. I can't possibly go around and dig for the people who will be a good part for this journey that we have ahead as a company. And you raised your hand, and I expect curious people to raise their hand and just introduce themselves to me and say, "Hey, I want to be part of this." Um, how can I contribute? So um, that was really an eye opener for me that it's not not by a long shot anything that bothers people, but they're really, really looking forward to it. And they then knows like, OK, yes, this is a person I can, can I can count on. I I love that. And it's just so simple to to send a message to a new teammate and just just be like friendly you know and 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 reach out um it's it, it's not that uh, big of a time investment or or energy investment and then you know you never know you might hit it off with that person and um then they will start speaking highly of you and that relationship relationship can kind of grow organically um that was definitely the case for me and my women at um work where I got to meet so many amazing people literally from all over the world across different different offices and um, now I know I can always reach out to them and 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 ask for help or get their insight and opinion on something. Um, so it's 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 a lot easier than you would expect, and you also don't have to connect with everyone that's out there, right? Sometimes just building really genuine relationship with a handful of people can get you further than spreading yourself too thin and try to build a relationship with with everyone. I mean, there's always going to be some people that you click with more than others, and, and that's just completely normal. Um, so definitely, definitely um, agree with that. And then also, yes, it does take a little bit of patience, and I have to admit I'm not the most patient person in the world so um if if you you out there uh, our listeners if you would consider yourself particularly impatient as well know that i that i hear you and that i empathize but um i think also you know time can really fly and uh, all of a sudden six months a year ha have passed and 
and um, you have progressed so much with your relationship and your internal networking and you never know where that might lead you so um, definitely definitely give networking a try it doesn't have to feel transactional it can actually really really lead to really genuine great relationships so you're missing out if you don't if you don't at least give it a shot (laughs) Um, yeah, well, Nicole, we're, we're coming up on time, but my last question for you today, um, I love sharing very actionable advice with our audience. So I, I'm curious, uh, Nicole, what are one or two easy, but powerful actions our listeners can take today in order to increase their visibility at work? Yeah. Okay. So I want to give everybody a little challenge, basically. Uh, that over whenever you're listening this in the in the seven days so starting now in the following seven days starting now whenever you're listening to this um, with the sole intention to bring a bright moment to other people's days I would like everybody to think of someone who has recently supported or helped them out in some way shape or form and to within the coming seven days to connect with them and give a wholehearted thank you. So ideally this would be in person or over the phone where you can really explain what a difference that person made in your life. You could also send a little card or, or, or um, uh, a nicely written email, you know, not just like, thanks for this, but like actually share like how that person made the diff- made a difference for you. So that is one thing. Uh, thank a supporter. Then next, I want you to think of a sort of sleeping relationship. So now that we're not coming uh, across each other on the hallway anymore, um, think about like who haven't you spoken to in a long time? Who could you just like, I don't know, send a little gif or, or like the joke of the day or just something like, hey, I was just thinking of you hope you're doing all right and here's a joke that just made me laugh I hope it brightens your day and nothing else Um, then you can also uh, think about okay what is who is one person I've never spoken to and what could be a good reason just to say hello um, and then connect with that person so that is the third one and then the last one that's a bonus one (laughs) To make a make a connection between two people who don't know each other yet. So in your company, think about like, okay, so here's person A working on a project in, in this team. And then over there's person B working on something with a similar challenge and they don't know each other yet, but you think they really should talk. Just send an email to both of them introducing them to each other. So that's a little challenge. And again, it's like you don't want anything from anyone. You don't even have to make this like a big, huge thing. It's it. These are all tiny things. They're done in five minutes, um, but you will really have brightened up someone's day. You will have made them feel good, and um, yeah, just had like those positive micro moments of feeling really connected to each other. I love all of these challenges and they're they're really so so easy. And I think people underestimate the power of of expressing um, gratitude towards someone mm-hmm. else. Um, I, I I remember, and I don't know when exactly or in what context, but I remember watching a couple of months ago, I was watching um, like, like a video um, where 
people were, were tasked with thinking about a person that has done something for them, could be a friend, colleague, family member, mentor, whoever, and write them a letter uh, thanking them and, and elaborating on the significant impact this other person has had on their life. And then they had to bring that person in and this was all, you know, filmed. And then they had to read that letter out to that person that they were grateful for. And man, um, there were definitely some tears in my eyes. I yeah. have to admit, I mean, it was just so, so powerful. And the, the people who were on the receiving end, they were so moved. And that just shows you, we don't do that enough. We don't say thank you enough. We don't tell people even like months and years after people oftentimes realize, oh, this one person actually had such a big impact on my life and on my career trajectory. And they probably aren't even aware. Um, so I, I've tried to do that with uh, with some of my college professors and my first first manager out of college. And they were just so moved and grateful. Um, so definitely recommend that so much. And it's also great when you have the opportunity to connect, you know, to friends or, you know, mm -hmm. to acquaintances because you you think they might benefit from from each other's expertise like i remember connecting one of my my friends with a, another like mentor of mine who is now an angel investor and they got you know uh got talking about um, my, my friend's startup and it, it's just it's really really amazing where where um connections and just uh, human connection can can take you so um yeah I'm a big, big fan. <laughs> um, well, look, we're coming up on time, Nicole, but thank you so, so much for joining me today. Um, it was such a pleasure having you on. It was a great conversation and you provided so much insight and so many amazing tips and uh, just wanted to also thank you for everything that you do for women, particularly women in STEM. Keep up the great work and uh, thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Wonderful. And that concludes our show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Since this podcast is a free resource to you all, I would really appreciate it so much if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shared FemHive with all the women in your life. The more reviews, subscribers, and downloads we have, the more amazing guests I'm able to invite and the more value I can give back to you. So trust me, this is in your own best interest. I would also love to hear your key takeaways from this episode. So please tag me on Instagram or DM me and follow fem.hive for more adulting tips and inspirational content for female young professionals. Make sure to also check out femhive.com for more valuable resources. I hope you tune in again next week. Until then, take care, ladies.